Andrea has been writing songs for as long as she can remember. She graduated high school early at age 16 so she could devote her full attention to music. She's successfully grown a vibrant online following and releases encouraging pop anthems through radiate wisdom and talent far beyond her years. In 2020, Zandria embarked on a 20-city, 7-month, 7,000-mile tour to bring hope and love to hurting communities all across the U.S. Nominated as the Best New Artist in the Knoxville 2018 Music Awards, Zandria has recently launched her brand new clothing line amongst so many other exciting projects. This girl is fire, y'all, so grab your coffee and a pen and get ready to be inspired. Right. Well, I'm so excited to dive in. Let's begin at the start of your story because I know that your love for music started at a really young age. So how did it all begin for you? Well, honestly, I can't think of a specific moment that it started. It's always just kind of been something that's been in me and been there. Like since I was young, I would draw pictures for the words and squiggly lines for the melody. And I just have loved songwriting and performing and singing even though I was a pretty shy kid like I'm an introvert I like to kind of keep to myself sometimes and it was so funny whenever I'd get on a stage or start performing then it it was just like I came alive and I wasn't shy at all um and so it's definitely something that I feel like has been God-given um just with what has come from writing at a young age things that my parents would notice and be like well she hasn't experienced this yet so I call that like my God downloads. I go in my room and 15 minutes later, I look down and I'm like, whoa, where did all these words come from? Um, But it's just kind of something that I've always had the passion for and I couldn't escape it no matter how many times it frustrated me or, you know, music is a hard thing to pursue, but I just, I couldn't ever give it up. So Mm -hmm. I'm so, so grateful for it. That's so fun. So did you always know that you wanted to pursue an actual career? I don't know if you consider it a career. I look at what you're doing and I call it a career because you've accomplished a lot. I know you have a lot on your plate. You have a lot going on. So you might not call it your main focus necessarily, but it's one of your top priorities in life. Yes. So, um, or were there other things you considered doing when you were younger as well? And then also like secondary to that, how did you discover that music was actually your thing and then have the boldness to start pursuing it? Well, I've always been drawn to the arts and to creative things. Singing, acting, and dancing have kind of been what I've called my trio. So I would rotate through those things as a child. So doing ballet lessons and then doing vocal lessons and then trying theater. And it was always those three that I kept cycling between. Um, and Other creative things have come to mind, like maybe design, um, maybe fashion, but ultimately music just keeps calling me back. And whenever like it gets hard, I'll just listen to music and I'm just reminded why I love it so much. Just the storytelling and the way that you can express emotion and feeling into music and keep it almost like a time capsule to look back on or to help you cope with things it really is medicine. And so I just don't ever want to get rid of that part of my life and to be able to see it help others and connect with others who are going through similar things is so just magical for me. And it also helps the healing process for me um, to see how my struggles can lead to someone else's victory. Um, So 
that's just, that's been the reason that I've just stuck with it. And then also just feeling the calling um, to create music with a modern message, um, a modern sound, but it's kind of ambiguous for those who may not be as far along in their faith, who don't want straight up worship, um, but they still want something that's cleaner and wholesome and encouraging because most of the modern pop music or hip hop music, that's kind of what I'm drawn to right now. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't have that clean message and it's not yeah. good for your heart, mind and soul. So I like to create stuff that is that alternative that can help people just armor up every day and go out and fight their battles. Yeah, that's so good. It so beautifully explains what your music is. There's a lot of war anthems and like things that are encouraging. It kind of reminds me lyrically of um, some of the older groups like Super Chick and Barlow Girl and some Aww. of the groups that just were speaking life into people. And that's one of the things that I love about your music. All the different <laughs> styles that you dabble in, it's all so encouraging and has that same message running through everything that you do. So I well, funny enough, I have to say yeah. real quick, it's funny you said Super Chick because I've actually co-written with the bass player of Super Chick for like several of my songs. So maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so fun. So I would love to talk about just some of the pros and cons between the indie world and the traditional publishing big label world. And this is something we've talked about on our podcast before um, in relation to publishing and writing books. But I know that there are a lot of similarities in music as well. And it's so fascinating to me that just like 20 years ago, the idea of recording music from home and then being able to release it across the globe was not very doable. But now with the rise of social media and YouTube and Spotify, there are just so many ways to record and share your music without having to be signed to a label. So mm. since you are an indie artist, was there a point in your career where you considered pursuing that more traditional route or did you always know that you wanted to go indie? Um, I definitely would say, I think all artists can relate that at some point they've just thought about it because that's what the the main message when you look at music from the outside is, oh, you get signed by the, the big record label and then you're set and then all your dreams come true and it's happily ever after. Um, but I think with the rise of social media and with the rise of independent artists, that has completely changed and almost flipped on its head because when you go into modern labels now, um, they have so much control and because of streaming services and because um, people aren't buying music as much anymore, they have to take more from your tour sales. They have to take more from your merch sales. And so you really are losing a lot of your, of your funds, of mm -hmm. um, your creative control because music isn't the way it used to be um, because you could just back in the day you it was cd sales how many cds were you selling and then you would make money through that and you could keep your tour sales or you could keep at least a higher percentage but because that's gone down significantly and you're only getting paid i think it's like a tenth of a cent or something per stream it really is nothing like yeah. it's so sad because people put their heart and soul into music mm -hmm. and people aren't even willing to pay like what it costs for a cup of coffee just yeah. to listen to them pour their soul out um so that's definitely it's there's been pros and cons just to the change of the industry but i definitely think 
the some of the pros to having a label is the funds behind it it can be hard as an independent artist to fund the recording and to fund um the touring and all those types of things but the freedom that you have and the creative control that you have makes it worth it in my opinion and i feel like like you said with social media and with streaming um and just the way things are going it is easier to get out there on your own um which i'm so grateful to kind of have that choice versus a few years ago when this wasn't as much of a widespread option um you would kind of be more forced to be noticed by the big label and then be their puppet or whatever so yeah yeah that's so good and i love that you brought up um the value of music and the value of art because i know that that's something that we've talked about a little bit on this podcast and i know that's something that you and i have talked about before mm -hmm. is just the lack of value in our culture for music and for books and for these yeah. things because we just are in like that microwave culture where it's like if i see it i want it i can get it instantly and i don't have to invest myself in it i can watch mm. movies for free i can listen to music for free i can read books for free and i think that oftentimes as artists it's important to remind people of that though we have actually put a lot of investment and a lot of work yeah. into it and i think just helping to shape that conversation and remind people of the value behind what we're doing i think it um it's just a good reminder because then it helps people it encourages them to remember and really appreciate all of the work that has gone into something and then to try to help support um, you know, these indie artists the best way that they can. And I know that there are a lot of creative ways and things that people have gone about this, such as opening up a Patreon or selling merch mm. or just doing different things to try to, um, you know, give their audience ways that they can additionally continue to support them. And I feel like that's something that you've done a really great job with is inviting people into your world and reminding them of <laughs> the value that you are pouring into them every single day. Well, thank you. I try. And I feel like there's always more you could do. Like, I think if you can, like you said, invite them into your world to see the process and to see the time in the studio, the time writing, the time doing the covers and promoting and stuff, then they kind of get an idea of like, whoa, this is, this is a lot of effort going into just one song or even books. Like I was on Instagram and, um, I was reading this one person's post who's an author. You probably know them, uh, Victoria McComb. She was saying how it's so important to, when you're releasing something creatively, which I think this can apply to books, art, music, literally any creative endeavor, is to bring people along in the process and keep yeah. like reminding them, give them snippets, give them a taste of what's coming up. Like, mm -hmm. this is a little sneak peek. Here's a line from the song. Um, and just kind of give them that inside scoop so that they feel invested. And then when it comes out, they're more likely to listen. They're more likely to share. Um, they're more likely to read and um, help support. Yeah, that's such good advice. I love that. So I am trying not to, <laughs> not to fangirl over you too much in during this <laughs> oh, <laughs> during this recording because I was like I I have to you know try and keep it chill but honestly you guys if you have not listened to Zandria's music you need to even pause this podcast right now 
go look her up, go understand what I'm talking about. Because Sandria, like she said earlier, she's a triple threat. She's got a lot going on, <laughs> but she's Aww. also a very talented writer. And I personally cannot wait for some of your upcoming releases and new songs. And even though I haven't known you for that long, I have seen so much growth in your songwriting, even like what's out right now versus what's coming in the future. And songwriting is a skill. It is a muscle that has to be conditioned (laughs) and used. It's not something like there's a gift, but then you have to develop that gift. It's not something Mm. that just happens. So how did you go about strengthening that? We would love all of your tips on songwriting. (laughs) Well, I would say with anything, it's just going to be practice, practice, practice. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get doing it. And also learning that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to jot down a line that doesn't make it in the song. It's okay to just brain dump and have things that are totally not cohesive on the page. Because the cool thing is with any type of writing or even art, like you can you can polish it as much as you want before you release it. So yeah. don't be afraid to get the stuff out of your head first and then just piece it together in your own special way. Um, another thing you can do, one one month I tried this challenge of writing three songs a day, which was intense. That's crazy. I, I didn't make it like I was trying to do it a whole month. I didn't make it the whole month because I was just wow. I had done too much writing and I was just like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. Wow. I, my brain is empty. Um, <laughs> even though there is endless inspiration, but still, um, I made it quite a few days into it and that just really helped me practice like okay we're songwriting and it also helps you look for inspiration everywhere like literally um I've started teaching a little songwriting class um and so I was telling some of my students the other day we were working on finding inspiration and so I said just look around this room and see if you can find some song ideas and it was crazy once you open your eyes and started looking at the room with that perspective you, I was finding song ideas left and right, and it was just a blank classroom that I wouldn't have thought had any song inspiration before. So it's so cool to think what, what inspiration is just hiding and waiting to be found, or in your daily life, listening in people's conversations. If you're talking with somebody, they might just say a line, and you're like, oh, song idea, let me just like put that in my back pocket for later, because that's good stuff, or I can unpack that and make a story, mm-hmm. um, or even several of my songs that are out now uh, my first one that I released was called combat boots and that came from me sitting in my room and seeing a pair of old boots in the corner and being like huh those are really dingy those remind me of combat boots oh I could write a song about how we're all fighting battles every day and then that spurred the writing of that song um and so I think finding inspiration is just so much fun so get excited find things that you're passionate about if you if you like fairy tales and writing about castles, then write you a castle song. Like <laughs> I think we've done that before, and we just have so much fun, kind of making things stylistically what makes us happy and come alive, um, and try things in different genres too. That's another good way to stretch yourself. If you're used to writing in pop, write in country. If you're used to writing in country, try writing some rap. Like it's a good (laughs) exercise to really stretch those muscles and um, help, help you find new things that you might not even know you're good at, or you might not even know you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Awesome. I hope you guys are writing this stuff down. It's so good. I think that like what you said, 
right at the beginning, turning off, I like to say turning off your inner critic. It's that voice that Mm. is like judging what you're about to say or write before you even write it. And I think that really shuts down a lot of creativity. And I remember with our first songwriting, um, our little co-write that we did together, (laughs) I was like so freaked out because I've not really written with a lot of other people. And so usually I do a lot of inner editing before sharing things with other people. And so that, that exercise of even just co-writing of being with other people and having to share ideas that are not really that great before you've worked through them yeah. I think is great as well. Cause it helps to shut down that criticism and just mm. release all the ideas. Like they say at Pixar, there's no such thing as a bad idea and just really believing that and going with it. So I think that is such a good piece of advice. Yeah. Especially because something you might have, you might have like like it might be circling in your head but you're like it's not there like it's not a full idea yet but then if you share it someone else might be able to complete that idea or take it and create something that is really great so the collaboration aspect is so cool because you'll discover things that you would never be able to come up with on your own Um, and then those moments when you're like this isn't great like then you can make it great because who knows what the other minds in the room might have to say about it that's good I love that so awesome Well, not only are you a talented songwriter, vocalist, and social media strategist, (laughs) I know you might not consider yourself that, but you guys, Andrea has over 1,000 YouTube subscribers, which I think is a very lovely accomplishment, and she also has over 12K on Instagram, and who knows how many streams on Spotify, so obviously she's put a lot of work into her social media, but she also has a wonderful stage presence and has really honed in her art of performing as well. So I know that last summer you went on an amazing tour, which we're going to get to a little bit later. But first, I want to know, how did you go about growing your online following? I feel like that can be one of the biggest mental obstacles for artists is just the lack of listeners and viewers and followers, again, pouring their heart into things and Mm. not seeing very much response or any little response at all. So how can artists really overcome that and truly just own what they're doing and start to attract the right audience? I would say, first of all, it's important to try and keep consistency. Um, If you're specifically talking about YouTube, I know that if you post once a week or you keep a consistent schedule, the YouTube algorithm will notice that and they'll push your content to more people. Um, And it's hard sometimes because we as creatives kind of have to do everything ourselves. Like, especially if you're independent, you have to be the writer, you have to be um, the, you have to find the producer you have to market and do all the strategizing yourself mm-hmm. and so it could be hard to balance all those things and most of the time this is not our full-time job either so then you have to make money to support yourself on top of that um, which can be hard but I think if you can find that consistent schedule and just even if it's a little thing um, on my Instagram I try and do something called fire Fridays where every Friday I release my favorite songs from the week and have other people share theirs as well. And keeping that consistency just helps me make sure I'm keeping in touch with my people and hearing what they like, hearing what they're into, sharing some stuff that I like, kind of bonding over that. And um, it's also supporting other artists that I really enjoy. And so it's kind of a cool thing to have. So finding your thing, maybe it's a writing tip if you're an author, maybe it's a new story or a character that you're creating every week, or I don't know, there's so many different things that you can do to constantly be just keeping, keeping in front of your audience and 
I think also just connecting with them is so important because if they feel like you're talking at them or they you don't see them then they aren't going to connect it's so important to have that connection and make it real and authentic so message your people and encourage them love on them see how you can pray for them um and just like treat them like your friends they're your online friends and I mean Libby and I we started out as online friends and then now we're like we've met in real life and are close and I think that's something really cool and something that I totally Mm -hmm. treasure um so if we hadn't have been able to make that connection then I I mean I don't know you have encouraged (laughs) me so much so I would have been without that in my life um so keeping consistency if we have to break it down to steps connecting um and then just putting out stuff that you're passionate about. I think you'll find your tribe whenever you mm-hmm. put out something that's real and authentic to you, because there is a group of people out there um, who are going to totally relate with whatever you put out. You don't have to appeal to everyone. And that's something that we can sometimes get caught up in. If somebody doesn't like our stuff, or if we're trying to get a certain audience and they just aren't coming, that can be frustrating, but there is a group of people out there who are meant for you. So just be patient and keep keep working on your art and making it the best that it can be and then I feel like they'll come and if God wants them to see your stuff then he'll bring them too that's one thing that I know you've encouraged me in um when I can spin myself and be like I gotta do this and this and this and I try and stick to all the rules in the rule book you just got to remember that God is bigger than social media and social media is so unreliable and unpredictable so if you just like are focusing on your art and focusing on staying on God's path for you. I feel like he's going to take you where you need to go and everything else is just kind of like added bonus, added steps you can do. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so good. Such a good reminder because it can be very easy to, like you said, try to find the playbook, try to find the steps and do A through Z and get everything done. Um, But sometimes I feel like the Lord can ask us to just do one thing and just to focus on one simple step and that obedience can open up so much more than versus if you just try to do everything that everyone else was doing and you're exhausted and you're striving. And so I love what you said, just to stay focused on your art, stay focused on becoming better, growing yourself, growing your skills, and then just loving people and making true genuine connections. And the Lord's going to open up those doors in his perfect timing. So that is some great, great advice. So something else that I admire about you is the fact that you are not just a dreamer, you are a doer and you know how to take whatever it is that God has placed in your heart to create a plan and then actually work the required steps in order to make that thing happen. And I know that (laughs) because oftentimes, you know, we can have big dreams and we just don't have the motivation or the know-how um, to start stepping out and making these things happen. Um, so I love that passion and drive. And um, I guess maybe my question for you would be, what would you say to someone who knows that they want to move forward? They have a specific vision or dream that God has given them. It could be in the music realm. It could be anything else creative. Um, and they know they want to step forward, but they, they have their practical steps. Perhaps they even know what it is that God's asked them to do but something keeps blocking them from taking that first step. What would you tell that person? I would say one of the most important things is to find your why, because if you, if you're just looking at the big goal, it can be hard to commit. It can seem like it can seem so overwhelming sometimes. Um, 
And so if you think about why you're doing it, it will help you feel the motivation to take those steps, no matter how hard they may be. So for me, my why is to encourage and inspire people to just be who God made them to be. And when I see the way music touches people or I hear feedback that something I've shared has really encouraged someone, that is why I do it. If I, if I get it out of myself, like then it's a lot easier for me to commit because oftentimes we are just hard on ourselves and we don't give ourselves a hundred percent the same way we will give someone else a hundred percent so for me it's make make a reason why outside of yourself and then it'll be a lot easier to pursue and it'll be a lot more fulfilling to pursue because if you're just doing something for the selfish gain eventually you're just going to get like tired of it and worldly success is never going to be enough. You could have all the money in the world. You could have the nicest house, the nicest car. You have the perfect family. But if if you are doing it all for those things, it's ultimately never going to satisfy. So I think just loving on other people and ultimately finding God, like, why do you want me to do this? What is the reason? Um, then that's what's going to satisfy you. So if you can kind of start there and work backwards, I think that's the best way to find motivation. Yeah, so good. Awesome, awesome. So I would love next to hear about the extreme tour that you went on Mm -hmm. last summer. So many amazing stories. God moved so powerfully on that tour. So I'd love for you to share with us how you first got involved with it and then some of your favorite moments from being on the road. It was totally incredible. Like unlike anything I've ever done before, And it's definitely different than what you might think a normal tour would be about. Most tours, um, it's the artists and they are just focusing on their music. They do their set and then they go back to the green room and move on to the next city. But the way the extreme tour works is we're using music as a tool to love on people and encourage them, which is, like I said, one of my main goals and part of my why. So, um, I heard about it from a friend of mine who I've done several other music things with. I've done some other shows with him before and he got involved because this was similar to his vision for a project that we'd worked on together. He had this one festival that was going into communities, doing an outreach thing and then putting on this show to just love on them. And so he had had that goal and found the extreme tour, which was 20 years of that same thing. They had lots of experience. And um, so he applied and told me about it and I applied and then I got accepted, which was crazy. And um, we just ended up going on for two months, just going, I think it was like almost 20 cities around the US. And it was so special, especially during the weird time that we've been in to see communities with our own eyes and to just go out and love on people. We'd go out to each city and just walk around the popular areas, talk to people, interact with them and see what's going on in your life. Like, what do you need prayer for? Can we just love on you? Can we just sing some music and have (laughs) some fun together? And um, it was so cool. There was countless God, God experiences the whole entire time. We were just constantly being surprised by what Mm -hmm. God was doing. And it was so beautiful. And for me, I'd never really seen in that way, God just working in so many lives simultaneously because things would intertwine together from city to city that 
were just only God could do it. And for example, in one city, we um, had done a show and prayed for this lady and her daughter was having some problems with her back and her daughter wasn't there. Um, but she was just really feeling for her daughter and asked us to pray for her. And so we did finish up the show. It went great. And then we moved on to the next city, moved on to the next city. A couple cities later, um, one of our artists got off the stage and was talking to um, these two people off the stage. And well, going back, the girl that we prayed for had a really like unique name um, mm -hmm. that you would not forget anywhere. So <laughs> we fast forward a few cities. Um, one of our artists was talking, Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's so-and-so. And her name is unique, um, which was actually the name. Like it wasn't just a unique name. Her name was actually unique. And we were like, Whoa, wait a second. Does your mom live in this city? Um, and she was like, uh, yeah. Do you <laughs> no have way. this many brothers and sisters? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, is your mom's name? Like, and then we were like, what is your mom's name? And she said, you tell me my mom's name. And so we said it. And she's like, um, whoa, like, yeah, like, how did you know that? And this was the girl that we'd prayed for cities ago, right there. And <laughs> the crazy thing was God had used something that we wouldn't have really seen as a good situation. Our initial showtime got rained out. We weren't able to perform in the daytime when we had had it scheduled and it got pushed back several hours. But if it hadn't have gotten pushed back, we would have never met this girl and had this beautiful experience. So first of all, let her know, like God cares enough that he brought you here. These people who prayed for you in a different state to come and just let you know that he is like listening and he is here and he just loves you. Um, so that was a really cool experience. And then I'll just tell one more because it just, they just keep blowing my mind. This is the first day we were on the tour. So we were just getting started and we were at a skate park playing some music. This man comes up on his bike and asks if he can listen. And we're like, yeah, man, come on. So we were singing, um, we were singing some worship music and he just starts breaking down and just cries out to God because he needed, he just needed God in his life, and he'd been going through a struggle with his wife, which was really hard for him, um, and they'd been separated, and he just wanted her back, he, he wanted to love her, and um, she'd, she'd made a mistake, but he's like, I don't care, I just want to love her through it, and I want her to know that, and so we just stopped and prayed for him, and prayed that God would work in both of their lives, and bring them together, and then we saying um one this is our tour song waymaker it was one that just kept coming up over and over again and so we were singing in the bridge even when i can't see it you're working mm -hmm. even when i can't feel it you're working which that is just such a powerful thing and not 5 minutes later after we prayed for this man he jumps up and he says oh my goodness you're not going to believe this guys that's my wife and his wife is walking by with her bike, he gets up. It's like a movie moment. He runs to his wife and he's like, baby, hi, I love you. You gotta come meet these people. Oh my you gotta gosh. come meet these people and let them pray for you. So he brings his wife over that we just prayed for. Like it wasn't, they weren't supposed to be there together. God just brought her to us and we got to pray for her. We got to sing with her and just like shout out to God. And 
then at the end of the night, we saw them both walking off together. God united them and given them just, it was so beautiful. He'd given them that chance to just reconcile and come back together and let the healing process begin. And Mm -hmm. a few days later, we saw them back at the community center and they were there together, which was so sweet to see. God had started that healing and just to have been used as a part of it. Like I, whenever he hopped up and said, that's my wife, I just got goosebumps and was like okay god this is what we're doing this wow. is how we're doing it cool. <laughs> what I'm a way down. to start the tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like okay this is this is what this is I'm ready let's do it so it was just that over and over and over again I just I've got countless stories just like that <laughs> but there's a couple examples for you of just how amazing our god is and how he's moving in all of our lives, even when we can't see it, he is working. Even when we can't feel it, he's there and he is working towards our good if we just trust him. So that's an encouragement for you wherever you are today. If you need to hear that, like he's working and he is alive and definitely not not being silent. So yeah, that was just an incredible thing. And then to have music, which is what I'm just so passionate about and use it as a tool to love on people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unlike anything else. <laughs> so, so wonderful. I love that. Wow. Well, praise God. Those are some incredible stories. And I know you could go on and on all day. <laughs> we could Definitely. just keep going. But sadly, we have to wrap things up here. But before you go, I would love for you to uh, let people know where they can connect with you, where they can find your music and all of that good stuff. Yeah, well, I am basically on every platform at Zandria Cross, which starts with an X, so X-A-N-D-R-I-A, and then Cross, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, Tidal, Pandora, all those, so wherever you find music, I'm sure I'm probably there, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and hopefully some of that stuff can encourage you, and um, then I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all those things. You've got um, to cover bases. <laughs> so come connect. Tell tell me that uh, Libby's podcast sent you, and uh, I'd love to chat with you all and see what God's doing in your life. I'm so excited to announce that you can grab your free e-copy of The Idea Revolution by checking out the link in our show notes or by visiting unlockingyourpurpose.com. That's unlockingyourpurpose.com. By downloading my free ebook, you'll get an exciting sneak peek at all the amazingly fun topics to come on season two. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate this podcast, and share with friends or on social media. I truly appreciate all the love and enjoy hearing from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Libby Lynn, and until next time, keep dreaming.